For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Oh, let the sun beat down upon my face. Stars fill my dream. Happy episode 91, boys. 91. We're here. We did it. It's the big 9-1, the most important episode of them all. I I wanted to kill myself watching this movie. (laughs) Oh, it was bad. Hey, spoiler alerts. (laughs) It was bad. Save it for the podcast. All right, all right. (laughs) This is the podcast. Um, yeah, so we watched a very special Godzilla, maybe the most special of all the Godzillas. It's, Would you say that? It's Zach? something. It's something, all right. As Ben just said, it's definitely. Um, I think you actually could argue that it's the most special Godzilla film because it's of certainly how, unique. Yeah, how much it stands out, as some people yeah. would say. Can I ask you a quick question, Zach? Hit me, baby. So, is there time. any is there any movie Godzilla movie in the Japanese Godzilla canon um, that is kind of standalone, like this one ended up being? Um, yeah. I mean, not all of the Godzilla movies are uh, like have s- direct sequels or anything like that. So, there's definitely some of them that stand like just stand on their own feet. Yeah. But Good is there one? Bad. Is it like because you'd say this one is almost its own era? Because then they had to reboot it later. The American Godzilla. Yeah, I mean that um, the new one came out what five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, is there any Japanese ones where they were just like Godzilla, and then they were like, "Hey, you know what? Well, we're good." Yeah, I, mean, I guess you could almost argue the one that they made directly as a response to this film, Toho, oh. was obviously unhappy with how this was received worldwide. So they that's what made them go back and create Godzilla two thousand Millennium, which that movie then spawned. I think what three more movies in the Millennium series, but um, mm. that was that Godzilla two thousand is like a standalone one. So mm. I heard they it, made if, uh, they made Godzilla with practical effects up until two thousand four, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, because the nineteen ninety eight one looked like shit. <laughs> how can uh, how can a movie this bad make as much money as it did? Oh, I didn't make that. I mean, in the end, it didn't make that much money considering. It's kind of like... Uh, it, was prof- it was profitable. It's, it's a good amount of money. I, I mean, gonna, I guess. I'm going to throw it out there. I think it's probably Roland's name. I mean, Independence Day was huge. So... Yeah, did you guys notice the uh, little alien on the computer? Yeah. Uh, the, when, from they the, from the, Independence when they were in the Day? Knicks stadium? Oh, no, I missed that. They had the action figure, right? Yeah, it was the alien action figure from ID4. Um, and if if listeners haven't yet caught on, <laughs> we what did we watch for this week's episode? The first Hollywood Godzilla film, Godzilla, released in 1998. Yeah, a.k.a. Godzilla 1998. Yes. Starring Matthew Broderick, Boo. Maria Patillo, Patillo Boo. Uh, Hank Azaria. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh, you like that? Oh, man. I, I, think he was the, I think he was the best actor in the movie. One of three Simpsons people in this movie. Believe it or not. Wow. Is that a Zach fact? Yeah, that's a real fact. There's three uh, sp- three um, voice actors from the Simpsons are in this movie. 
who are the others? Let, 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 let's guess. Uh, was Mayor Ebert one? No, he was not. He looked like a Simpsons character. <laughs> he's supposed he did. to look like he looked kind of like or Ebert. Yeah, he's supposed to be Ebert. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know who else was it. The well, um, Harry, the the reporter, because yep. his oh, voice. Oh, Sure. Yeah. 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 Nice. I just tell that. So then that's Harry Shearer's known for Mr. Burns, Ned Skinner. And who else? The voice of Bart Simpson. Does anybody know her name? Um, Nancy Cartwright. The C. Good job, Alex. Nancy Cartwright. No. She's, She's Carol Cartwright's it. sister. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that someone you know? Who's Carol Cartwright? She's the Carol. president of Bowling Green or yeah, was she was the president of Bowling Green, yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> she broke her ankle That's why in I don't China. Get it. <laughs> Had to, Good. Sit, had to sit in a wheelchair at my graduation day. It's a reference that I totally understand. <laughs> kind of an inside joke, right. Jamie. So just yeah, let us have a perfect. Did you get to shake? Did you get to shake her hand, Alex? Yeah. I did. Yep. Nice. She was sitting down. Had a cast over a boot. Yep. At least you didn't trip and accidentally, you know, fall into her. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thought about it. Uh, <laughs> We're breaking right. some so conventions anyways, tonight, guys. Yeah. We uh, very non-conventional opening, and are we blowing through our? Uh, our uh, dive down bubble whatever alert. Hey, I don't. I, I mean, it. this is wherever this is wherever Kyle and us want to put it. It's not. It's not about uh, when and where and who and why and if and then. Well, I just and feel like we're exposed, skimming across the surface. I feel like we should submerge. Dive! 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 <laughs> dive! <laughs> To submerge in sideways. Go Godzilla, go, go Godzilla. Godzilla's in your house, Godzilla's in my house. He's gonna get you out, you go to sleep. Godzilla drives a Lambo, you know he ain't cheap. Go, what you doing now? Evening in Tokyo, burn it to the ground. Fighting King Kong and you fight Mothra. Fight the whole world, yo Godzilla. Your God, Zilla, Cause your God, Zilla, Go, Godzilla, go, go, Godzilla. Go, Godzilla, go, go, Godzilla. All right. Now Kyle will put in a little sound clip there. He'll put in the sound clip. And then we just got to get, I think we got to get into it. Unless you guys have something else to say about your lives and your loves <laughs> and your living and your loving. Nope, no. we're into it. We, uh, we're about to get depth charged, so we need to get right into this sucker. Great. All right. So Godzilla, 1998, greatest movie ever made. We open and we see a nuclear bomb test going off in French Polynesia. Apparently it's the French, question mark, who knows? But there's iguana, and it's like, whoa, check out that mushroom cloud. But opening, we know what's going to happen to that iguana. Opening credits sucked, by the way. Yes, I actually agree. I agree with that as well. We, we sometimes mention how there's surprisingly good opening credits. I think Fantastic Voyage yes. has some really cool Probably opening credits. Probably the best credits. I've seen. Uh, this did not. It is actually real lame and odd uh, opening credits. But anyways, we know that's going to 100% become Godzilla. And indeed, years later... We are in yeah. the South Pacific. Yeah, and it was, a it was just vessel. for to catch viewers up. It was a bunch of really ominous music overlaying a bunch of like B-roll footage of iguanas and lizards and stuff. So it was yeah. kind of lame. 
Yeah. And so there's a Japanese fishing vessel. They're kind of like cruising about. It's very reminiscent of other uh, Godzilla films. We've seen this a bunch of times in the ones that we've already even done. They're cruising around. They're like, uh, it's like super rainy out or whatever. And uh, they're like, uh, what's going on there? And we don't get a, we don't get a glimpse of Godzilla yet because this is a huge thing about the film is that they didn't want to reveal Godzilla until like the latest possible minute. And this is a movie that's like two hours and 20 minutes long. And it's, I think it's maybe pushing like 50 minutes into the film when you finally do get to see him. But anyways, the fishing vessel gets, uh, gets attacked, gets kind of destroyed. There are some survivors uh, where we see um, a Frenchman kind of go and talk to one of the survivors and he goes in and he's like what did you see and it's, it's jean renault and he's like what did you see and he and the guy says gojira right and gojira, yeah. i think it's right. pronounced gene reno but i could be wrong jean renault you mean is it not gene reno i'm pretty I sure know, it's probably gene reno. reno uh and uh so literally every fan ever they orgasm and shit their pants and stuff because they just like can't believe that it's finally happening that this amazing super great godzilla film is happening um and they get that gajira moment uh anyways meanwhile the u.s is obviously all over this they know that something's going on so they go and find the only man that can possibly help them in such a terrible scenario and that is none other than who guys Bueller. Very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is Matthew Roderick, a.k.a. Dr. Nico Nick Tatopoulos. Tatopoulos. Yeah, he is a scientist. He's working in Chernobyl studying the effects of radiation on animals, such as the worms that he picks up that are ginormous. These huge worms, not as big as Godzilla, 17% but just like bigger than normal. Exactly. So he is all about what happens to the animals when they're affected by radiation. All of a sudden, the U.S. military show up. They're like, come with us because we, you got to check some stuff out. All of a sudden, we're road tripping, hopping all about. We're first in Panama. They're seeing all kinds of destruction there. And then Jamaica, where they kind of follow the um, Godzilla across the land to where finally that Japanese fishing vessel had been like dumped or whatever. Like this giant ship that it attacked. It's crashed. It's got this huge hole in it. And they kind of end up over there. And Nick's still kind of like not totally getting it. He's like, you know, why is this such a big deal? Whatever. And then I actually remember the, seeing this in the theater uh, when <clears throat> they kind of zoom out from him and he's in the giant like uh, footprint mm-hmm. of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So at this point, everyone's jazzed. They're like, greatest movie ever. We're huge fans. We're loving it. We're loving every second. Um, the, Nick kind of like, pinpoints the fact that this is a uh an unknown species that something has happened to the, like the dna and it's not it's not anything that he like recognizes as being um something that is uh known uh, but he he is pretty sure that it's like mutated from whatever yeah he, he's a scientist i don't know i'm not I, i'm not a scientist that studies radiation effects on wildlife so i can't speak to it of exactly what happened there but he's like dude check it out like this thing is totally nuclear nuclear uh, Meanwhile, his ex-girlfriend, nice <laughs> his ex-girlfriend is a reporter in New York. And boy, howdy, are we going to get invested in her professional <laughs> troubles? Because I guess what? That's what she we really up. care about. 
Oh, we really, this is 100% <laughs> what everyone is clamoring for. They're like, what's up with her and why isn't she getting her chance to be a news reporter? Because she's been dating uh, the, or sleeping with, dating, whatever, the head, like lead anchor of the news station. And all of a sudden he kind of like drops her like a hot potato and it's like, get out of here. And she's like, what? And she's like, obviously furious at him. He's like such a dirtbag. He sucks. And she's like, well, this, this is my career's over. Everything is awful in my life. And, you know, screw this. While Godzilla is traveling there, she kind of sees on TV them talking about this, like these news reports about it. And there's Nick. Lo and behold, her like college boyfriend, they dated for a really long time. And they were like, super into each other. And he even like proposed to her was like super in love with her. And she basically like let him get away he was like the one that got away for her and now she's got this like dead-end job and like uh, she's like shit but now says there's an in here's a guy that clearly was in love with her that might be able to get her some access I need to, to the cut biggest in. news story i need to cut What's in that? jamie you missed a little bit of the romance earlier in the movie between uh i think it was it kathy griffin right oh yeah yeah said matthew was cute Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's so this, like, yeah. she thinks I'm cute. It's a love triangle. And that's something that doesn't doesn't really get played on too much, though. Nope. I think that's the only point in the whole movie. Yeah. Real While stupid. we're cutting yeah. in, I'd also like to cut in and apologize to Jamie. It is Jean Renou. Thank you. Thank you. Trust me. He is French, I believe. He is French. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> while she's even like doing this, like, I got an in. All of a sudden, Godzilla arrives in New York. It's rainy. It's another scene that I remember in theaters and from a lot of the advertising stuff. There's a fisherman. Yep. He's quietly fishing away, New York Harbor. They're like, have fun. You're not going to catch anything in that dirty Hudson River. And he goes out there. All of a sudden, he's got something huge on his line. And then his rod is pulled from his hands. And what <laughs> comes towards him but Godzilla. Godzilla. And said it rod. comes up. Yeah. And then he's like <laughs> running. He's like running. I remember this. He's like running along the dock and just like all the dock pieces are like like dominoes. And presumably he dies. See, now I no, didn't cut he it. He outran it. He outran it. No, I believe he did. It he's was dead. obnoxious that he outran it. It was kind no, of pissing me off. He, he was killed <laughs> at the end. Um, I need to cut in. What's that? Um, so that scene, that, does anybody else remember, was that specific scene shown like as a trailer? Because I remember seeing that, like, not when I saw the movie. I believe it was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I remember it so – like, it's so entrenched in my mind. I feel yeah. like these images from it, which had to do with the advertising schemes, are ones that I just, like – Like, that specific scene, right? Yeah. It's the yeah, same thing with the I zoom agree. out on the on the footprint and stuff. It's just, like, they're, they're so stark in my memory that yeah. I can't – they can never shake them. Only you thing I really remember, because I did see this in theaters, but I remember more of the advertising by Taco Bell with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Taco Bell, Chihuahua, and we're going to need a bigger box. Oh, big time. Nice. And so anyways, Godzilla arrives. It kind of starts to like walk through the city and stuff, and it's destroying things, but Matthew Broderick would be clear to tell you that it's not there to like fuck up the city. It doesn't really care about the city. It's just an animal. And it's looking for something, whether it's like a, a safe nest to to live in or whatever. But quickly, it kind of like runs around the city and, and disappears. They don't know where it went. <laughs> this is kind of a big thing. It's like, how could this? How could this giant lizard be like missing? It can't. And basically, it it like is a burrowing lizard, so it gets into like 
the ground. And so they, they eventually they figure they're like, oh shit, it's inside the sits inside the, like the sewers of the subway, basically like crawling around. Yeah, they make a Which comment is, like it's hiding in a building somewhere in the city, and I'm like, hmm. that's impossible. That's not possible but, like, uh, in the sewer stuff. See, but I like that. I, at that point, it's like, why not just leave him there? Like if he's <laughs> if he's just crawling around the sewers and the subway, it's just who cares? Just let him be. Yeah. So what? You got some delays here and there, but just let him let him be. It's fucking dumb. Well. Uh, anyways, at that point, um, like she, Audrey, uh, that was her name, right? Audrey? Yes. Yeah, she's she heads to the. Uh, she decides to. This is going to be her big break, and she like forges some documents to be able to go and see Nick. At the same time, Nick is kind of saying, "Just an animal. It's not something you need to like be like going crazy about. It's just doing animal things. So why don't we lure him out rather than try to like, you know, force our way into you know finding it and killing it or whatever." Why don't we just put a bunch of fish out there? It's an ocean-dwelling creature. It perhaps likes, perchance, likes to smack a snack on some fish. And so they put a big pile of fish down in a part of New York, wherever it was. And everyone's like, this is dumb. Fuck you, Matthew Broderick. This is stupid. And Matthew Broderick's like, I'm not dumb. And they're like, yes, you are. Until all of a sudden we, we, we start seeing popping off a bunch of sewer panels. And it works. Godzilla comes out of there and just starts going to town on this fish just loving the fish so much and matthew Broderick's like beholding the wonder of this creature this wondrous creature of the animal kingdom except that the army can't even handle this and starts to attack it <laughs> and it gets all spooked and runs away and starts destroying a whole bunch of stuff there i think that this is this the point where there's fighter jets and shit yeah they fire some heat-seeking uh whatever just rockets rockets yeah. all yeah. sorts of different uh, and, prob- and probably the Godzilla song was going on, and we're like, ba ba ba, and everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> right? No, that's incorrect. What? Well, what, what uh, did they hit? Needless then? to say, they end up finding that uh, he is not uh, giving off any heat signatures. So the heat seeking rockets miss, and they collide with the uh, flat iron flat iron building. And oh, there's a flat iron building. Yeah, and that, that's the first one. And then they try again later and hit the uh, Chrysler building. And he's already destroyed the MetLife building, so they're tallying up uh, quite a big uh, budget there for for repairs. And uh, then we get this uh, this nice, great one-liner from the helicopter pilot. Uh, that is a negative impact. I repeat, that is a negative impact. Hang on, I missed the best part. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, <laughs> that is a negative impact. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. <laughs> Cracks me up. Yeah. Pretty, so anyways. Uh, pretty stiff writing there. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, damn. Uh, Matthew Broderick is like, yo, I'm seeing some like interesting goop over here and I'm a scientist. So I'm going to check something because I have a feeling about what's going on here and why Godzilla's acting all kooky and real hormonal, if you know what I mean. Uh, and he goes and grabs like a pregnancy test, which I'm not sure why that wouldn't necessarily work on this lizard, giant mutant lizard, but whatever. And then uh, he reveals inadvertently to Audrey that, holy shit, Godzilla is effing pregnant. And also, since it's the only creature of its species, which I have a little bit of contention, I'm not sure why they know that so definitively, but it must have uh, reproduced asexually. Where's the point Where- in that? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> right. And I got to say, 
even watching it later, which we watch this for badmovietwins.com. That's, did you guys know I had a website? No, what is it? No, yeah. It's badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. We watched oh. it last March, I believe, uh, for this. And even years later, I'm still flabbergasted by why this was the choice they made. I just can't understand why they would make it be that Godzilla was pregnant and uh, all that. Like, I, I, what me and Patrick had discussed, wouldn't it be funnier if it was like, holy shit, Godzilla's pregnant? Imagine the male of the species. And then it turned out to be this shrimpy, like, garbage Godzilla because it's the female is, like, way bigger than the, the male in the species. And they're like, oh, that one's easy to deal with. <laughs> but, like, why? Like, the asexual stuff is just, like, I don't know. It just seems uh, insane. It's a very Jurassic Park, almost like they were not the only thing in this off. movie. Mm-hmm. I it's know, like right? Jurassic like where, they, Park. where they were like, uh, "Life finds a way." So uh, we we've coined that. It's like okay. Well, right. you missed the one part when um they were looking at the fish. Uh, what is his name? But Jean Reno. Jean, Jean Reno. He said uh, he said something along the lines like "very clever," which was like one of the first connections to Jurassic Park. Clever girl. Exactly. There we go. Uh, nailed it. Um, so anyways, she, uh, while she's there, she like steals a tape of, from him, uh, kind of borrows it. I mean, she feels really bad about it, but it's like, she's trying to, trying to, we really invest in her career as and as audience members. We understand like why she's doing it. Cause like of how much we've like put into her career and how much we want her to succeed in this. And she, so she steals this tape of the origins, like of the, of the guy saying Kojira. I'm not sure where they, why, they, where they had that video, but, and then she makes this whole big news report using the video and stuff. And she's like, this is finally my big break. Except then that douchebag, uh, sure. Or whatever, Harry Shear's character steals it and yep. airs it anyway. So not only is Broderick in deep shit, cause this was leaked to the media and he's Does the only one who have the that, that clip of her recording her her big uh, conclusion to the recording. Her big conclusion or Matthew? Yeah. No, hers when she records the with the footage and stuff that she's got about all the king's horses, all the king's men. Oh, couldn't it's put terrible. The, yeah, couldn't put <laughs> yeah, she well, goes the big apple back together again. <laughs> yeah, she can she concludes her little uh, recording for the news. Well, it appears that all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put the big apple back together again. Back <laughs> Great. to you, that's Tom, good. or whatever. <laughs> See, and that's just the star power that we've become invested in and why we know that she needs to succeed. And really, we've forgotten all about the big lizard. Uh, and anyways. Wait, I got to cut back this, in, Jamie. Yeah. So you mentioned what happens to uh, Matthew Broderick's character because of this footage. Yeah, so he gets he gets kind of like ejected from the group, the team. Exactly. Now I've got a sound clip called Bad Acting. Here we go. No. No, I haven't talked to anyone. They mentioned you by name. Yeah. Yeah. You gave them the tape? No, I didn't no, I didn't give them the tape. No, it's in my tent right now. Oh my god. Oh my god, she took it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, she, he's gonna head to the airport. Which I, I get, these movies are just so funny when they're like, "I'm just gonna catch the next flight out." It's like, <laughs> do you really think there'd be a flight? Do you really think they're gonna have flights? Godzilla's attacking New York. There's no flights. And so, anyways, he's like, "I'm gonna head to the airport." Aji's like, "I'm, I'm really sorry," and he, he's like, "Well." 
whatever. And so she goes, she goes her separate way. He ends up getting kind of like semi kidnapped, but also kind of gets ensnared with uh, Jean Renault, Jean Renault uh, character who reveals himself to not be the insurance agent he'd been pretending to be, but actually the French secret service, because as I mentioned, the origins of Godzilla seems to be French in this movie somehow. No, no, but anyways, dude, we, they've been tracking. We have an insurance adjuster on site to talk about this, whether or not That's he was idea. believable, right? Yeah. That was, was the first thing I thought of, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's Alex. <laughs> What'd you think of his portrayal, Alex? I thought it was pretty BS. First off, like, (laughs) there was a whole bunch of people there. (laughs) And no claims that Jester's going to be there before the military ever gets there. So that doesn't make (laughs) any sense. It was pretty bad. I I never once believed him to be a military or an insurance guy. Uh, Alex, in your uh, professional experience, how many times have you placed a wiretap on the mayor of a city? None. <laughs> All right. There you go. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go back to mute now. Have fun. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he, they recruit Nick to help them find and destroy Godzilla. At the same time, Godzilla, we get a nice little scene. It's literally why we're doing this for the podcast. But a nice little scene where Godzilla just dives like a swan into the Hudson River. They chase, it, chase him around with some submarines. And the submarines are like, we got him. Because they like launch some torpedoes at him and it looks like on some kind of like they have some image of Godzilla and he's like floating like he's dead and they're like nailed him like he's totally dead but everyone knows he's not and they 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 are saying like oh we're gonna find his body or something well we we, we haven't recovered his body yet we gotta talk about the submarine part a little bit considering this is submersion right so Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah in this scene we had um I believe it was a Los Angeles class nuclear attack sub the USS Anchorage this is nice. the one that Godzilla swam towards and dove mm-hmm. underneath, slicing yep. the bottom half of the sub so it started Whoa. to leak, at which point the two torpedoes launched into it and blew it up. Right. And then there yep. was two other submarines in this movie, uh, an Ohio-class nuclear sub, the USS Utah, and another submarine called, I think, the USS Indiana. I don't know if anybody else caught that. Didn't. But, mm. Knew the anchorage because that's the one that got blown up. Exactly. Yep. The other two subs survived. The other two subs survived. So we're, so subs two, uh, you could say, I guess, Godzilla one, right? Yes. Yes. At that <laughs> point, although although you'd eventually say maybe two, two, because Godzilla does survive. Yeah, that was <gasps> honestly a very unnecessary scene because it's way yeah. too early in the movie. You know Godzilla's not actually dead. Yeah. I mean, it's about a, an hour and 40 minutes into the movie, so way too early. We still have another hour left. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, Nick and the French guy, Jean Renault, uh, they start heading towards into it. And he's, he's got an idea of where to go. He's like, oh, we're going to go into like the, the subway tunnels. There's like a, there's an opening and we're going to c- climb through there. And Audrey and her cameraman also follow them in because she's still not giving up on this career. And as me, I, for one, was excited. I was like, thank God. I would have turned the movie off. I'm like, if you're going to quit in your career, I quit in this movie. So uh, they follow them over. They eventually make their way through. There's all kinds of like little dangerous things going on, but they eventually find that it le- all leads to Madison Square Garden. And what's in what's in uh, the palace? No, 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 that's not what they call it. No. Well, anyways, the garden. <laughs> what's in Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Over 200 baby Godzilla eggs. Yeah, so very, very alien esque. As we have all these eggs. 
in Madison Square Garden and they're like, oh shit. Thank God these eggs aren't hatching. <laughs> Wait a second. It is. And this is actually, it's funny because usually when you see um, these movies where, they, especially in like the 90s when they were trying to transition from more practical into more CGI effects, you'll often have some kind of practical effect in the middle of it where you're like, oh, why didn't they do the whole movie like that? It looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Here, they have a, a Godzilla hatch out of an egg and I swear to God, it looks like garbage. <laughs> it's yeah, like this, the worst thing yeah. that I've ever seen. I was like, oh no, just make it all CGI then because it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. The actual like eggs old, themselves like looked good though. Yes, yeah, so the, the eggs looked themselves, but then they had... They had like the Godzilla come out and it's it's very clearly unable to actually get out of the egg. Like it's like yeah. hidden what is it? by the Amniot- rest of the egg. What is it? Amniotic. Amniotic fluid. Amniotic sack. Right. Yeah. Animatronic. Not enough points of articulation. It's just like a finger puppet getting shoved out of the egg. Right. So anyways, here, and this is another, I remember watching this in theaters and they're just being so, they're, they kind of run around Madison Square Garden a whole bunch. They're always, they're trying to like stop up some doors. They end up in an elevator. Uh, they end up in whatever over here. They eventually end up above in kind of the announcing booth. And it looks like everything is, uh, they're going to die because they kind of have to tell, they tell the army, like, you have to bomb this place. There's like, a shitload of eggs here. Like you have to take it out. Yeah, this is where she goes live. Up. Has her big. Yeah, she moment. goes live on TV, and uh, and kind of alerts everyone to the fact that there's eggs here, and they're gonna have to like bomb it or whatever. But then eventually they kind of bust their way out and uh, out of the w- front of the announcing booth and climb on down, and uh, they had just es- they escape just at the last moment before. They blow up the whole Madison Square Garden, right? Which is crazy because they're only like a few. They're not that far away from a no. giant building being exploded, right? Not from what far I remember. At all. Yeah. But they they got they got blown away from the explosion, so they're safe. Oh, in that case, it's, it doesn't matter that their their internal organs were turned to jelly at that moment, probably. <laughs> so, anyways, Audrey and Nick are like smooching. They're doing like a whatever. Godzilla emerges like a crazy like lizard, and. It's obviously a little peeved that its eggs were all destroyed and decides to uh, go after the uh, what it knows is to be the people responsible, which is Matthew Broderick and Audrey. They hop into a cab and drive like maniacs away from this giant lizard. John's driving. Oh, yeah. And they it culminates in them racing across the Brooklyn Bridge just as the Air Force is able to shoot it. Wait, 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 wait. You're missing a critical part on that bridge, Jamie. What's that? That's when they're in the cab and then Godzilla gets them in his mouth, in her mouth, and starts chewing them. And they're about to get swallowed. And then Matthew Broderick just whips his hand outside of the taxi, grabs, I think, what was it, like a downed power line? Jams it into Godzilla's tooth, in which point Jean's able to floor it, drive out of Godzilla's mouth onto the bridge. Yeah. And for what it's worth, the one kind of bit of merit of uh, Matthew Broderick also in the scene beyond that is he threw the identification of the vehicle to one of the soldiers that they were driving past. 
and the soldier was then able to communicate with the radio in the, the taxi cab based off the identification number on the cab. So they were able to communicate where they were heading so the Air Force could kind of synchronize with the with the cab where it was going to be so they would know where to be to attack Godzilla. So that was yeah. kind of a unique little scene. Annoying part with that soldier, that guy <laughs> kept yeah. showing up that that uh, I don't know if he was like a higher up in the in the military or not, but he was like a nervous Nelly. He was always making mistakes. Yeah, and really poorly acted, but just yeah. sorry to interrupt. That yeah, was so Sergeant then, Sergeant O'Neill. Good. Yeah, so then uh, Godzilla dies of his wounds and explodes, and then we see a whole bunch of scenes, kind of like in Return of the Jedi. We go from, like, planet to planet as everyone's celebrating the death of Godzilla, and we go to the submarine, and the captain is celebrating and pulls out his dick, and everyone's like, you know, and they salute, and they're like, just a job well done, really, and they say, actually, and they change the score from 2-2 submarines, Godzilla, and they say they change it to 3-2, because they're kind of taking a little bit of the victory. Since they like, they're pretty sure he mostly was dead by the time he was on the bridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we get one final scene setting up for the sequel that we were all waiting for of a single egg hatching. And, and Godzilla comes who, out. Who's behind that egg? Shirtless. Who's behind? Who's, oh. Well, I don't know who. Ed Remember Harris, who, cra- who cracks the egg open with his, with his fist? Yeah, it's Ed Harris. Whoa, he's going to be in a sequel? Yeah. Oh, so how was it made? I'm confused. Or was it made? I'm just forgetting. Wasn't made. <laughs> Wasn't made. Wow. With that kind of star power, I'm not sure how that would be the case. But Ed, Ed Harris has been, been making movies ever since in order to uh, privately fund the movie himself. Wow. The end. Wow. Nicely done, Jamie. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Wow. What? Uh, all right. Who wants to give their rating? I want to hear Alex. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I think that's pretty. <laughs> uh, man, I, I really love the director, Roland Emmerich. And, Your you guy. Know, he, yeah, yep, he is my guy. And he, he tried to make a movie here. and He did try to make a movie. I think it just – it was not his best work, that's for sure. Um, you know, when it comes to Godzilla, this was a little bit more – dinosaur driven it felt like more than like what godzilla is although godzilla kind of looks like a dinosaur he's also got these long crazy arms that just doesn't he or something i don't know it just didn't seem like a really good godzilla representation i think i read an article somewhere that japanese people said it looked like a mixture between like a frog and uh some other sort of rodent and kind of made sense but it just looked like a giant t-rex from any of the old jurassic park movies um the uh the acting by many of the people or the writing i guess however they were told to say their lines or do their lines just did not come out very well i'm really surprised that this movie made as much money as it did the submarine scene seemed uh okay um i think we've seen that maneuver before where submarines if they have uh, a torpedo coming at them. They kind of move out of the way and it hits another sub- submarine when they get out of the way at the last second. Mm-hmm. I f- found it kind of strange that Godzilla knew exactly what to do <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to get out of the way of that. Uh, but other than that, I think the submarines, they looked 
pretty realistic, and uh, they seemed a lot more in point than the other two Godzilla submarines that we had seen. So that was that was nice to see, even though they were only in there for a short amount of time. It left it open to a sequel, which thank God we never did ever get. <laughs> Slander. Yeah, and uh, I I think this is worse than the other two movies that we watched. Uh, for the Godzilla ones, um, at least for me, I think the other ones I gave what a, a four point six and a four. So this one I got to come in even lower at like a a, th- a three. Boom. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Three. All right, I'm gonna. I'll go ahead. I mean, as I said, we we talked about this on BadMovieTwins.com. That's BadMovieTwins.com um, earlier in 2019 uh, when I had watched it that time, and I think I pretty much agree with uh, this time. Uh, I said this movie is not good, and it's interesting you find articles that actually claim that it's uh, not as bad as people remember. That's not true. <laughs> uh, the basic premise is the basic premise is actually I think good. I, I like the idea of it being more animal. And, and kind of wanting a fi- to find a place to lay eggs. Like, that's that's an okay premise. Uh, like, like having trying to find that island to live on or whatever. Like, that that's pretty good. Um, but it stops pretty much there, like, in what is good. The film looks bad. It's about 15 minutes too long. They spend most of the time kind of rehashing professional motivations of characters. Uh, they were supposed to care that Audrey is, like, a journalist but feels like she can't make it in a male-driven world while Godzilla is attacking, like literally like a monster is attacking the city. So like, why not just make her a journalist and be done with it? Like an ambitious, successful journalist and just be done with it. Like, why does it have to be so much like uh, angst over, over her, the job that she has? Um, and it seemed like it's just a big disservice to her. And she ended up being the only one who won a Razzie, which is crazy. And uh, she never like worked again. So it, was, it seemed like a, just a terrible thing all around for her to have been involved in the film. Um, so anyways, I had said that it was a good, uh, trilogy. If you wanted to watch the bad movies from that time, like Batman and Robin, Wild Wild West, and this is a pretty good threesome from 1997 through 1999 <laughs> in the end. So it's a pretty good. Uh, and so in the end, I kind of going back and forth, like with bad, and obviously bad movies, like something like Steel Sharks, if it's better than I expected, it often gets a three and a half, a big film like this that obviously has some merits from, in terms of like the production and how hard people worked on it and you know the acting level and different things it just really falls flat oftentimes that'll end up near close to that as well so i kind of i think i'll end up somewhere around there maybe like a i want to say a four but that seems high so i'm gonna go a three and a half boom there it is all right i'll uh i'll hop in i'll leave zach for his movie month to bring up the rear uh, I'll, st- I'll start with what I liked and, and bear in mind, this is not what I love. This is what I kind of tolerated. Uh, I think, I think Hank Azaria's character was fine. Um, I liked the part where he, where it kind of was like the climax of the movie where he, uh, tailed, um, Matthew Broderick's character into the warehouse where, the uh, French Secret Service had sort of enlisted him to go back into the city and find the nest. They're going to uh, eradicate the nest that everyone else is turning a blind eye to. And he, Hank Azaria, tailed them, and then he kind of goes back and uh, coaxes Audrey into uh, uh, joining. I don't really, can't really qualify why. I don't really know why he would need her, but 
whatever suspension of disbelief. No, I, th- I think they're just. I think they're just a team. He wants her to succeed. Yeah, so he goes they, they, they kind of hooked me on that, uh, and 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 I thought he acted that scene well in convincing her to, you know, find redemption here and and you know prove you know to the world and also bail out at the same time her her boyfriend. You know that that uh, he was right all along, and you know everybody wins kind of deal. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And then they kind of create this little team, uh, sort of Stranger Things-esque, where you got, you know, Matthew Broderick, uh, Jean Renault, uh, Audrey, and Hank Azaria um, teaming up to uh, thwart the Godzilla threat. So that was kind of fun. Um, the rest of the movie, though, really sucked. I, I, I saw this in theaters back in the day. And uh, did not recall or remember it being this bad and didn't, I mean, now seeing this and kind of studying and researching for the podcast, um, it's amazing, like now seeing all this stuff about how much people have hated this and uh, haven't really heard about it. And, and now it's all kind of coming to a head now as we as we record about it, just how just how much people hated this movie. And I think it was very, very warranted and due. The writing was terrible. At so many points I was watching the film, there were so many bits of dialogue, like, what the hell am I watching? I even, you know, t- texted that to our, our group text. Like, there are so many moments I'm just, like, flabbergasted that this movie made it to theaters. And as you... I know at this point you guys have all kind of mentioned the different things you know Roland Emmerich was kind of riding high and had had accomplished some you know great filmography under his belt and this was uh this was a step backwards um and uh yeah this movie stunk I'm gonna give it a it, it almost got to the point where it it was almost enjoyable again it was so bad it was it was starting to become fun again but it didn't really hit that for me it, it kind of stayed in the in a valley for me I'm gonna give it a two and a half Ooh. look at that Alex yeah. you, you liked it you liked it more I guess I guess <laughs> <laughs> I could change it to two and a half to say I equally disliked it it was not a good movie. You guys brought right. me up a little bit. I was actually going to go more like a one and a half or two. Uh, give, give, you know, don't let us talk you out of that, man. You gotta, <laughs> what did you I'm, give it, Ben? I'm, good, I'm, I'm going with a two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Did I make it back in time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Shit or time. what? No, uh, dog had an accident, so I had to go clean oh, up some mess. Sorry. Um, okay, so uh, Godzilla, 1998. So I like a lot of Roland Emmerich's films, but based on what I was looking up, um, so I guess this was kind of the, uh, long story short, like Toho originally was kind of like interested in a 3D Godzilla film, but um, it never really took off in Japan. So then TriStar was trying to market it over here in the, in the States and they wanted Roland with his, I guess one of like his partner, best friend, who was a producer for this film, Dean Devlin. So Emmerich and Devlin... Or back and forth to decide on a movie. And I guess they were originally going to make a movie about an asteroid hitting the Earth, but there's already two other movies being made about that premise. <laughs> so they were like, well, we can't do that, so we might as well make this Americanized Godzilla film. So these two other guys wrote the script, and then they threw that out, and then these two guys wrote this script. So it's definitely a product of both of them. Um and I think they really, 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 really missed the mark in terms of a Godzilla movie. Apparently, Emmerich's not a huge Godzilla fan in general. He doesn't like those uh, Toho films. But Dean, 
Devlin said he is. Um, that's partly probably why he uh, regrets this movie. I think they both are on record for saying they regret this movie. But um, the first 10 or 15 minutes, I actually thought were a good setup for a Godzilla film, right? Like, I know, Ben, you talked about those opening credits. You didn't really like them that much. And I mean, yeah, they were, they were cheesy. But still, like, they kept the... The, the the dangers of nuclear weapons and nuclear testing, right? Yeah. So they kept that, which was good. That's 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 Godzilla. And then the opening uh, Japanese fish tanker, right? And you don't right, see yeah. Godzilla, but it destroys it. That's that's Godzilla. That's very Godzilla, yep. And then once they get to the scene, and I wrote it down specifically, they cut to New York, and they didn't even say yeah. New York. On the screen, right. it just says, the city that never sleeps. That's when the movie goes to shit. It sinks faster than a Soviet <laughs> K-19 submarine. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, so, <laughs> I know you guys probably talked about the acting, but I have to go on record saying this movie's acting is god-awful. Matthew Broderick is terrible. You could put anybody in that yep. role. And it would yep. be better than that faceless, emotionless Matthew Broderick. And he this is the thing trash. that this is the thing that I that I was I just was got annoyed with is that Maria Patillo is the only Patillo was the only one who got won the Razzie. When I'm like, all these people should have won. Like this particular <laughs> Matthew Broderick should have 100 percent won the Razzie. Yeah. Except somehow he he gets skates skates away while they're like, look at look at her. I'm like, yeah, her character is terrible. There's no one who could possibly have acted that ter- that character well. Yeah. Unless they were allowed just, to like ad lib and change the just the change dialogue. the entire character, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dialogue sucked. Right. Dialogue was bad. It was poorly written, um, and he, like everything was poorly executed. Even if you look up the movie poster on IMDb, and it's you know it's that classic movie poster of just Godzilla's foot. Well, his foot and calf are like ten times the size of the helicopters. But when you're watching the movie, the helicopters are decently sized when they're chasing Godzilla. Not to mention there's one scene where I think there's like 80 helicopters on the screen going whipping through these skyscrapers. I do like that the, the, the tagline is uh, size does matter. Yeah, that's it. That is pretty good. Uh, but uh, in my mind's eye, when he's eating the fish, he's like tiny. And then he's like way bigger in every other scene. Yeah, like it just—it's like the yeah. scale just changed throughout the and film. And I guess, I, like, if you think about how big Madison Square Garden is and laying all those eggs, it would have been pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Would he like lay on its back and poop them up, like through a hole or something? I don't know, but probably. <laughs> so I kind of—I think I already said this uh, before we did the recap, but to, because of this bombing of this movie, well, even though it made a lot of money. Um, Review wise, uh, it was it bombed. That's why Toho did directly create Godzilla 2000 um, and kind of revived the Toho Godzilla franchise because of this movie. We are going to watch a movie where this American uh, Godzilla shows up in a Toho film. So we'll Mm. keep our eyes open for that and see how they handle it. So review time, uh, score time. What did you guys give it again? 2.5, 3, 3.5. Two point five, three, three point five. All right, yeah. yeah. So I know the other two Godzilla movies I am a huge fan of. This one, how can I say it? Shit the bed. So I'm gonna give it. I mean, I have no interest in seeing this movie again. I thought it was better. <laughs> like I remembered actually kind of liking it as a kid. I did not like this film. I'm gonna give it. I did like the submarine scene though. I think Alex talked about that. That was good. I'll give it a three. That's it. Nice. All That's right. all it deserves. 
And I'm wondering, I don't know if Kyle's going to insert a review. I know he watched the movie, but I, I am curious now to know what he thought of it. Maybe he'll be like, eight, loved it, great. I hope not. That's probably why he wasn't on tonight, because he knew. <laughs> oh, he knew. Yeah, he knew. So let's, All right. Uh, are we going to do love it or hate it? Yep. Let's see what the East and the West sides think. Love it and hate it. Love it. This is by Eamon underscore Green, March 18th, 2002. Now, remember, he gave this a 10 out of 10. The storyline might not be the best, but the action mm. was good. An iguana lays its eggs on an island where the French are doing tests with nuclear power. The eggs become contam- contaminated, and then Godzilla is created. Godzilla then travels travels to New York to nest. The action is brilliant. The same thing can't be said about Maria Petilio's acting. Eight oh, out of no. ten. Jamie, you feel really bad for this lady. I just I, I, I don't want don't know why she was picked on in particular so much. It was not a good character. I feel it. I mean she was no, put, I know she the was char- put in the an character, unwinnable situation. That's true. The character was not a good character, but I don't know why it's like she's the reason like there's people like she's the reason the movie fails. Like look at that. Look at Matthew Broderick no. bumming around. Being I think it's like, his fault. Yeah, you, d- you definitely can't say she's the reason the movie failed. Right. No. It's just, she's a part of it, but not the reason. When you're looking at the whole thing, it doesn't help that her character was that bad, either blatantly or an accident. Because <laughs> at that yeah. point, I don't know how you make a character that bad with the line she had and just her overall. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're going. Yeah, We're getting off. Both yeah. <laughs> so, so what was this? Act? He said 10 out of 10, but then an 8 out of 10. So See, he gave it two different. Exactly. On IMDb, okay. he gave this a 10 out of 10. But in his written review, it, uh, he ends it with 8 out of 10. So and I guess he, he remembered Maria <laughs> Patillo and was like, he's like, oh, crap, I got to uh, make this. You know, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was love it. Now we have hate it. Hmm. This is from Dasifu, March 30th, 2007. Hmm. He titled his review. What the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell is even that? <laughs> <laughs> I put this movie within my top five worst sci-fi movies of all time. It seemed to me that Roland, the director, didn't care at all about this project. He only cares about those millions he made for it. The direction is bad. Those scenes when the helicopters chase Godzilla, the shot from inside the helicopter, looked like it was taken from an arcade video game from the 80s. The acting was crappy. The lines were lame and the plot. Sorry, there was no plot. Only the idea of a big lizard that it must be killed. I give this movie a 1 out of 10 just because there is no lower numbers to rate this remarkably wasted of money, time, and tape. Do yourself a favor and do not watch it dot 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 dot. He hated it. He hated it. (laughs) He did. (laughs) He hated that. All right, should we get some trivia? Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of interesting things about the the um, production, which we've kind of mentioned a little bit. Henry Saverstein, he co-produced, distributed other Godzilla films. He was able to finally convince Toho um, to allow him to shop it around for Hollywood studios. Um, 
And so he had been trying to for 10 years and finally they acquiesced. And so they initially met, he initially started this in 1992. So that's like, there's a pretty long time of development following this. But he met with Sony Pictures. They passed uh, uh, even, I mean, he had met with them mostly regarding the Mr. Magoo live action film, which is just hilarious to me that he's like, that's why he was in the meeting. And eventually they kind of got around to talking Godzilla, but they passed on it. And he went over to TriStar and they also passed on it. But then he went above kind of like the lower level executives straight to the CEO and convinced him to uh, give them, uh, to go ahead with the project. And so they, they, they went over to Toho, got this huge laundry list of demands and kind of gave them a lot of merchandising rights, a lot of international box office um, percentages and stuff like that to convince them. And then they also got a, a list of no-nos when it came to Godzilla. And apparently uh, Emmerich kind of threw these out uh, when it came down to it. But like, like one of them is that Godzilla can't die, for example, was one of the ones on this list of things you can't do with Godzilla. Oops. And yeah, it's like Godzilla dies at the end of this, this movie. So they kind of threw it out in the end. But yeah, they got this, they had a, Toho was very protective of the of the property and the US kind of shit on that a little bit um, when it came down to it, which is, you know, why they ended up making that other movie. As, as a response to kind of be like, no, this is Godzilla. Uh, screenwriters uh, Elliot and uh, Rocio, Ted Elliott and Terry Rocio, uh, Rocio, they were tapped to write the script first. They submitted a draft in 1994. John DeBont, DeBont at that point was uh, on for directing and was pre-producing the film for a 1996 release. Uh, they were actually going to discard the atomic origin, replace it to one where it was Godzilla was artificially created by the Atlanteans to defend humanity against a shape-shifting extraterrestrial <laughs> monster called the Griffin. Wow. So let that sink in for a second. Was that going to be like a uh, Godzilla versus Griffin movie then? Yeah, kind of. Griffin so was going to be that. Yeah, so it was going to be that Godzilla was created in order to be like uh, humanity's savior, which is actually not too far from what the plot of the proposed sequel to this was. Uh, anyways. Eventually, he left. Dumont left the project in 1994 after they refused his budget of 100 to 120 million dollars, which is a little amusing, just because the budget of the film ended up above that number and ended up at 130 million dollars. Um, in the end, the lead role was written specifically for Matthew Broderick, uh, since he committed around that same time, and they restarted the script, and so uh, they already knew he was going to be in the movie when they wrote the the draft that we saw. Uh, they wanted to, Emmerich and Devlin, who came on board at that point, uh, wanted to treat Godzilla more like an animal. And so they wanted it to be more, uh, less than a monster, less of a monster and more of kind of an innocent uh, at that point. They also were going to have his, him have chameleon, uh, uh, skin changing, uh, powers, but mm. they abandoned that. <laughs> it's also the reason why they band- abandoned the fire breath. They instead made him like, be able to blow stuff away because that seemed more realistic for an actual animal. It also make a little bit more sense when, to say they want to be able to find Godzilla, like when they did in the movie. They could just say, right, yeah. "Oh, he turned the same color as a building," instead of just, you know, <laughs> his eyes just disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fruit of the Loom lost the license to sell any Godzilla-related apparel when they leaked images of Godzilla on the internet in 1997. How did they know that they had leaked the images? Because they had been given a specific fake, uh, and. Oh. When that unique fake was found on the internet, they knew Fruit of the Loom was the culprit. That's pretty clever, actually. Yeah. So it did end up being... The internet yeah, or end, the, the underwear company? Yeah, the underwear company, yep. Size doesn't matter. That's embarrassing. 
<laughs> so it uh, ended up as a box office flop despite being the ninth highest grossing film of 1998 because it was estimated that it had to make, I think, over $300 million domestically or something to have broken even, and that was not the case. Worldwide, it broke that number, but not domestically. Uh, critically, it fared even worse than that. It ended up being nominated for Worst Picture Razzies along with a bunch of other Razzies. Patillo was the only one uh, to win along with Worst Remake. Uh, interesting, the, the film that it lost, do you, does anyone know what it lost to for Worst Picture? In 98? Oh, Golden Raspberries? Yeah. Mm, no. No one's going to know it. It's called Burn Hollywood Burn an Alan Smithy Film. Mm. It was a documentary um, about a director named Alan Smithy. Uh, written by Joe Hest- Esterhaus, which is kind of, he's well known for making a whole bunch of like um, sexy thrillers. Uh, uh, I have, we've never watched it, me and Patrick, even though we have a badmovietwins.com um, because it's too small. Never, it actually wasn't really released to theaters. So we don't, we don't really consider those for badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. Um, so that tells you kind of like the weirdness of what the Razzies are in that year. Like Godzilla, this huge blockbuster bomb doesn't win. Instead, Alan's this weird, mockumentary that wasn't released to theaters is what wins the Razzie over it. Just very strange. It did win like worst remake though, right? It did. It won, it won worst remake. Um, do you know, does anyone remember what Alan Smithy film? Cause we did watch a film that was directed by quote unquote, Alan Smithy, which is a pseudonym used by people who want to disown certain projects. Can't you remember. I watched another movie by that. Alan Smithy. So yeah. yeah. So Alan Smithy is like a pseudonym. Uh, so the film was subbed down. Starring Stephen Baldwin. Was. Mm, yeah. That was the one that was Alan Smithy film. Even though I actually thought it wasn't that bad. Um, there was supposed to be a sequel, but it was canceled. It said they made the animated series. I, t- I asked Patrick um, how that was. He watched the animated series for BadMovieTwins.com. Uh, he said, uh, or at least the first few episodes, uh, he said it was better than you would think it would be. <laughs> the concept is actually kind of cool. It's like they find he finds the egg imprints on Matthew Broderick's character. Uh, and so he's kind of like the mom. It's very loyal. Uh, it's very intelligent. And it's Im- most importantly, sterile. Uh, and Godzilla 2.0 kind of runs around uh, for a while getting chased until they a new monster is discovered near Jamaica. And Godzilla goes and um, fights it. And so the rest of the series is kind of Godzilla being on and off a good guy. It's, like a, helping it's like a monster of the week kind of thing i think yeah a little bit yeah. and i think i think the, the idea of the sequel is supposed to be that like that godzilla imprints on baroderick and then becomes more of a hero yeah in the sequels and i know like like you said patrick liked uh, said it was better than you think it was and i think that's kind of like what the general consensus is too it's better like it's better than the movie <laughs> people right, yeah, like somehow the, uh, cartoon show so anyways, there's a shitload of alternate casting for the film. Michael J. Fox for Hank Azaria's character was one mm. thing that I saw. Renee Zellweger, Zellweger for uh, Patillo's character. And there's a whole bunch. I couldn't even, I, mean, I wouldn't even be able to list them all on here. It's crazy. With a movie this big and so such a substantial uh, flop, there's actually been several full books written about it. So I, that's, I think that's where a lot of this comes from, is interviews where they've talked about all the people that were considered and talked to and all that. So there's just too many to talk to. But there are a specific number of directors that were attached to the film. So when it was first conceived in 1990, James Cameron was offered a chance to direct. Hmm. He passed. Tim Burton was connected for a few years. Then Joe Johnston name came about. Paul Verhoeven was going to direct, but he passed. And that's when Jean DeBont, where, when it was really uh, ra- uh, ramping up, uh, came on. And his budget, which he claimed would have been about $100 million, the, the studio thought it would be more like 150 given what he was asking for. And they said no, so they went with Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin uh, to do it. So 
Who from who from films by those directors would have been good here? What about Arnold Schwarzenegger, True Lies, Cameron? I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger. As as obviously, I mean, I think it's everyone everyone's thinking Matthew Broderick's character. I was gonna say you could make him be a secret service for some, you know, Austria or wherever. Yeah. And have oh, him yeah. be the Jean Renault. Yeah. That's good. I actually really like that. What about Mark Wahlberg, Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton? Mark Wahlberg. Uh, He's probably on Matthew Broderick. Either that or, or, or one of the military guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I could see him being a military guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Jennifer Connelly from The Rocketeer by Joe Johnston? Has anyone ever seen The, the Rocketeer? No. I don't think so. No. It's a fun movie. It was a big bomb back in the day, but it's a fun movie. Is she big enough to be... Patilla? Or, or Patilla? Yeah. Um, I think so, although there's another uh, actor you may, actress you may go more for the Patillo character when I get to her. So this, so she should definitely then be the... Uh, the girlfriend? Like oh, Patillo's friend? I was going to say, no, the redheaded... Kathy Griffin? Uh, oh, Kathy Griffin. No, no, that's not who she was. Yeah. Anyways. That was Vicky about, Lewis. That wasn't Kathy Griffin. Right. <laughs> what about Casper Van Dien? He's in Casper. Starship Troopers by Verhoeven, which we've obviously seen. Uh, him, well, so probably would be a films. downgrade in acting caliber from Matthew Broderick, which is saying a lot. So <laughs> he could have been the uh, soldier. He couldn't have done any oh, worse yeah, than the good. Sergeant yeah. O'Neill. Uh, what about Sandra Bullock from Speed 2 Ooh, Cruise Control by DeBon? Make her Audrey. That would have been a big yeah. upgrade. And then finally, Ed Harris. He's actually considered himself to direct. Um, but as huge Ed Harris fans, we know what went wrong in that case, right, Brom? Uh, yeah, he got too <laughs> greasy. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wrote here, if Brom doesn't say Ed Harris insists he play Godzilla, but instead of a giant lizard, he is now a hundred foot tall nude man, then I have to <laughs> chastise you for not being creative enough. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's obviously the answer. I was going to make him the mayor. Yeah, that's not creative enough. No, he's a Godzilla. I thought there he was already in this. Zach said he was already in this. Well, at the end, as a cameo, we're talking yeah, about yeah, he could have wore the Godzilla suit. Oh, actually, okay. And then Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Uh, so this is super easy. We've used it a whole bunch of times. Uh, I, I, I'd use it as part of a crazy cycle from the abyss, but it's much easier, you know, than than I made it in that case. Like uh, Landry's dad is in this Glenn Moore shower. He's the guy who kind of <laughs> goes and gets um, uh, Matthew Broderick. He's kind of like, yeah, he's like a bald guy, and he goes. He's in Under Siege, and that is Dale Die, and we all know him from Operation Delta Force Two Mayday. He was the dad, aka the submarine captain who was kidnapped. Uh, and that also has the greatest character in history of cinema, Luke Cash. And we all know that. And Luke Cash, as was mentioned during that one, was actually in The Abyss starring Ed Harris. And he's in a little film called Phantom. So there we go. <gasps> Good job. There we go. Nice. Now, was that was that an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? Nice. 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 Get to right. the submarine. <laughs> Next. Who goes up next? He 
you guys think I was actually looking up news? Typically, Alex with the news. I was going to say, if Kyle's not doing his little subs or rider, maybe he is. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. (laughs) News. All right. So, uh, turns out, single, sexy single Chinese fishermen are finding (laughs) uh, little submarine (laughs) drones uh, floating around uh, in Chinese waters. Um, It's kind of weird. In 2018, 18 of these things were just found in like fishing nets and fishermen just randomly drawing them up. And there are many tiny drones that I guess are used for underwater surveillance. Um, Companies are putting up rewards for them up to 72,000 American dollars. Whoa. So um, I may go do that for a year or two, see any of those (laughs) I could find. Uh, you say they're for underwater surveillance, like. Well, the U.S. Like Navy uses them. Shit, China. No, <laughs> oh. it's like I guess looking for other submarines or mapping or mines or just anything military related that they could come up with. Um, they they're not too terribly huge, which is why uh, these fishermen are able to to drag them up. But it's it's unclear how these things are getting close enough to populated areas or at least popular fishing areas you know yeah um i don't know i just thought it was kind of a strange uh strange article i found was that japan Um, china china okay yeah 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 yeah. uh and then also um i looked up an article from 1998 and shortly about a month after this movie godzilla came out uh there was an incident involving north korea and south korea and a submarine um Speaking of fishnets, once again, it happened to be a North Korean submarine got caught in a giant fishnet in South Korean waters. Um, The sub surfaced and was trying to get free of the net and had issues with it. So it had to uh, put its tail between its legs and actually call South Korea Navy over from help. Um, When the South Korea came to help, they were towing the submarine back uh, to another base when... Uh, the North Korean sub actually then sank, um, and all nine people that were on board were dead. Um, Ooh, five, of them, five of them looked like they were murdered, and another four committed suicide. So it looks like no way. Uh, yeah, they were North Korean. So what looks like happened is the there were agents on board the sub, and they had done an espionage mission into South Korea. So they were able to get someplace stealthily enough, sneak into South. Korea do whatever they had to do and then they were heading out when they got caught in the uh in the fishing net. So uh they murdered the other sailors and then all committed suicide so they wouldn't get caught. Holy Wait, is this shit. A, is this a news article or a screenplay you're writing? Yeah. No, this was real, real event. Yep. That could be a movie. Huh. Holy crap. Yeah. It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? I, I don't want to say cool. Okay. Well, not it, for them. Yeah. For <laughs> movies. Yeah. 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 You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anything, all I got. did anything happen from it, though, Alex? Like, Obviously not. No, I don't think so. I mean, just, I, I mean, whenever North Korea, I feel like, gets caught doing something it shouldn't be, they just kind of forget about it, you know? Yeah. Like, recently, that person, who was he from, Kentucky or Cincinnati, a couple years ago, got caught. They kept him in prison, and finally, oh, yeah. his condition suffered long enough to where North Korea just said, here, you can have him back, and nothing Auto really came of it. Warm beer. Yeah, that person, yeah. 
It just seems like whenever they get in over their head and something happens, like the rest of the world knows that they got in over their head and they're just trying to act bigger than what they are. So I think people just treat them like little kids. <laughs> so I don't think anything really happened. Hmm. Interesting That's, story, though, huh? It was very interesting. All right. We know what's I got. up next. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Countdown. There we go. This week, you knew it was coming. I uh, wasn't here last week, and the week before that, I forget what I did for the top five, but it's time for a little bit of Godzilla fun facts. So I have got five savory, delicious Godzilla fun facts for you tonight. Oh, some some Brom facts? You want to copyright that? Uh, Brom facts? Sure, we can copyright it. These are real facts, though. Hmm. 100% pure. Well, so are Zach facts, though. I'm not, I, I wasn't making any comment about Zach facts. I'm just okay. reinforcing that mine are indeed true facts. Well, lightning struck a couple times since Zach's been true. So <laughs> I think that's why, yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Number five of our Godzilla fun facts. Did you guys know? Sir Patrick Stewart presented Godzilla with the MTV Lifetime Achievement Award in 1996. Really? That is a true story. It's awesome. That's even before there was an American Godzilla movie. That's right. And they had a video mon... And Sir Patrick Stewart was like stone cold, just came out straight-faced and presented an award to Godzilla. And they did a video montage... To Godzilla stomping all over Tokyo, and wow. uh, gave him a lifetime achievement award. What? Hmm. Where was this for? What kind of award ceremony? Uh, MTV Video Music Awards, I think. MTV or, or got, maybe MTV Movie Awards. MTV okay. Movie Awards. I wonder how mm-hmm. they got Sir Patrick to go out there for that. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You, you think they would have gotten somebody, you know, like Japanese, maybe. Was he yeah. Sir Patrick at that point, or was he just? He Patrick? was not Sir Patrick. Hmm. So that's maybe that's why. Maybe he he was trying to get that Sir, and mm-hmm. that was one of the ways he was trying. Pretty good get, regardless. Mm-hmm. Number four. This one is a participatory Zach or uh, Zach fact. <laughs> Godzilla fun fact. I want you guys to uh, chime in here. It's a, it's a little bit of trivia for you across various media. Godzilla has appeared with each of the following except one. Mm. All right. Pay attention. Joan Rivers, Marvel's The Avengers, Charles Barkley, and Bambi. Which one was he not with? I know for a fact he was with Bambi because I've seen that ad. Hmm. There's an old cartoon. Do you trust Bambi. Zach or is he deceiving everybody? <laughs> they showed Bambi standing there and then Godzilla's foot just crushes it. Not even joking. It's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what, I right. mean, is it I like, guess. We'll go alphabetically. Alex, Joan Rivers, Marvel's The Avengers, Charles Barkley, Bambi. Uh, I'm going to say Joan Rivers. Jamie. 
I was also going to say Joan Rivers. Zach. Marvel. Correct answer. Joan Rivers. Oh, oh there right. we go. Godzilla appeared in a comic book series with Marvel's The Avengers, was in a video short, I believe, with Charles Barkley, and was in a video short with Bambi, as yeah, Zach alluded funny, to. Yeah, the funny thing is, I think Charles Barkley was the only one I was pretty sure of. I was like, I feel like I remember people make fun, making fun of Charles Barkley about him appearing with Godzilla in something. Well, there you go. Number three... In 2004, Godzilla was awarded a store, a star, a store, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Sorry, guys, it's getting late. A suited Godzilla actor was on hand to commemorate the occasion. So he is on the Walk of Fame, and, and uh, was it Ed Harris in that suit? I don't believe so, and I don't think mm-hmm. at that point it was anyone particularly interesting or famous to write home about. But Godzilla, Zach, Godzilla Zach was on hand. The sack fact is Ed Harris was in that suit. <laughs> okay. you, you guys don't even need um, me anymore. You, you, <laughs> you can just do it yourselves. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to have to say, like, that was a great fact. But if you guys haven't seen the Nike commercial featuring Godzilla and Charles Barkley, um, just do yourselves a favor. We'll tweet. Godzilla puts on sunglasses. We'll tweet that out. <laughs> All right. We'll have to watch it. They, they play basketball against each other. <laughs> You're Number blown away two. by this, Jamie. <laughs> it's amazing. It's got its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> it does it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> commercial synopsis is one of the sections of the Wikipedia page where they synopsize the commercial, which is 30 seconds long. All right. Yeah. Ben, can we, make, can, we have our, can we have an episode? Can we just turn this into the Godzilla versus Charles Barkley episode or what? <laughs> we could if there's a submarine in it. If well, you, guys, to, did, if you guys did an hour-long episode on an IHOP commercial, you could definitely <laughs> do this. Just edit your own submarine in there. It'll be good. Number two, the iconic roar of Godzilla. Thank you, Zach. All right. It's a little too much. Okay. <laughs> well now i gotta start over the iconic roar of godzilla (laughs) (laughs) is created is created by dragging a resin a resin coated leather glove down the strings of an electric double bass i never knew that that's awesome that is pretty awesome Hard to believe. Let's listen to it one more time. All right. There you go. There you go. Number one, pretty cool here. Haruo Nakajima wore the original Godzilla suit and played Godzilla for nearly 20 years. The original suit weighed over 200 pounds and was so hot that Nakajima lost 20 pounds by the end of the first film. And there you go. Wrong wow. facts. I knew I knew the guy in the suit had done several films because when I when we watched that first one, I looked it up and I knew he'd done a lot, but I didn't realize the suit weighed two hundred pounds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they adjusted it every film afterwards, so he always had a different look, but they uh constantly strive to make it a little easier on Haru and Nakajima. Uh they said they would uh they it would be typical 
um, because there was no like drain or sieve or anything like that in the suit. Uh, his sweat would just pool around his feet, and they would drain cups of sweat out of it mm. after each oh. uh, each day. Oh. That's actually, that sounds I, like I, like you know how hockey players don't wash their stuff. That's what that smell's got to be rancid. Uh. It was actually the same. That was a trait shared with Charles Barkley during the Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. <laughs> the, the sweat pulling around his feet. They had to, he also lost twenty pounds every time they shot the scene. Charles did. Yeah, oh. he probably could use it. He could probably afford to. All right, those are my Godzilla fun facts for the week. All right. Well. Time for Zach Facts. Do, 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 Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. Do it. So, we got a, you know, we've, we've had some laughs tonight, and we've had a lot of facts, so. It's a lot of facts, actually. A lot of facts. Yeah, too many. Maybe too much. But I've got two more for you tonight. Only two. Hmm. Two Zach Facts for you. Fact number one. In Matthew Broderick's autobiography titled The Godzilla Inside Me, he quoted himself saying, I really think I should win an Oscar for this. <laughs> the Godzilla Inside Me? Yeah. That's like a play on something else, right? The Man Inside Me? Yeah. Yeah, you Which get is it. a that? joke from... Arrested Development. That's what it is. There you I go. Think, right? yeah. There it is. The Godzilla oh, right. me. So there we go. Uh, is Matthew Broderick cut or uncut? Do we learn that in the uh, in the book? I, I never read it. Oh. <laughs> 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 but I'm sure you can find it at your local bookstore. Sign. All right. Fact number two, and the last fact for this episode. For the opening footage, TriStar spent $50 million purchasing an island and nuking it. However, the intern forgot to take the lens cap off, so they had to use stock footage instead. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a pretty big screw-up right there. And that's Zach Facts, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, Great work, I for one loved it. And don't let anyone else tell you anything otherwise. Okay. Okay. I would like to say before we uh, close down for the evening here, I'd like oh, we're to not closing down. I'd, I want to extend a uh, gratitude on on behalf of the submersion team to the podcast fanatic Mike Taylor, who uh, is a blogger that blogs on uh, the topic of podcasts. He uh, reviewed submersion and gave us a nine point five and said that we are one of the best podcasts going and gave us a glowing review and ended up recording an episode about it. He started his own podcast. He's been primarily working in the the written medium, but has transitioned into making a podcast of his own and uh, gave us high marks. So we appreciate you, uh, Mike. And uh, You can can find him on Twitter at podjunkies. There you go. Thank you, sir. You are the reason I wake up in the morning and hop on the podcast in the evening. Yeah, yeah, I hop. 9.5. Think about it. Alex, final thoughts? I'm just glad we're done with this movie and I can't wait for this month to be over. 
Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 